Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, the big show, the show of record, the, the single largest podcast that is recorded in our car as we're driving, which we are today. The main theme here is how to extend your non-consumable preps for cheap. Nine small, cheap preps that can greatly extend the reach of your equipment that you've got stockpiled or whatever. Are they cheap? They're not expensive. Really cheap? Pretty darn cheap. Dirt cheap? Some of them are under two bucks. Some cheap, of them are cheap. under a dollar. All yep. right. That's cheap. 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 Uh, we're not only inexpensive, but cheap. How do you manage to take a tool you spent dozens or hundreds of dollars on and effectively make it like you've got another one? You know how to fix the first one. This is about the stuff I've find I've been using a lot when I'm out at the place, I'm out of reach of the nearest home improvement store, something breaks, and I need to get it fixed so I can keep using it. Okay. That's what this is about. So you're going to let her rip? Yep. Because to hold this whole story together, we'll have to get down to the nuts and bolts of it. The nuts and the bolts of it. I see nuts. what you did there. I see what you nuts did there. And bolts. Nuts and bolts. And I've got a, I've got a funny feeling that somewhere along the line we're going to, we're going to come across the universal fixing substance. The universal fixing substance will occur later. Okay. But first we got nuts, bolts, screws, nails, and fasteners, similar fasteners. Fasteners of all kinds. A nice assortment of all those things. All those things are all pretty darn cheap. And a big assortment of them you can get for 20 bucks, But a whole lot of what goes wrong with stuff can be fixed by a bolt or a screw in the right spot. Good to know. So that's right up there. And along with the fastener line, something I've found surprisingly useful is a big selection of zip ties. Those guys are dead cheap. But they are stronger than they've got any right to be. And quite useful. On a side on zip ties, they come in packages of, of several different sizes, but you should probably go ahead and get zip ties and try them out because not all zip ties are created equal. Also, there are some that are the easy release zip ties. These are for non-critical items because their easy release mechanism makes means they're just not very strong. So Yeah, they release sometimes whether you want them to or not. I don't yeah. even use those. Yeah, I'm not, I tried them, and I'm not a fan. So, And the other thing to remember about zip ties is they are as strong as, they're just as, strong as anything until it gets below freezing. They get brittle. And they get real brittle. And they get brittle after about a year of exposure to ultraviolet light out in the sun. Sure, they're just plastic, so. Yeah, but up until that time, they do a whole lot of good service. The good news is you can have a whole lot of spare zip ties. Yeah, and if you keep them out of UV light, they stay good and pliable for a good long time. So, a zip ties too. And to go along with uh, the screws in your fasteners collection, a drill. I I had one of those moments. Sometimes when I'm prepping something for the website, and I really start thinking about a topic, and I'm like, why on earth have I never thought of this before? Now I feel stupid. Why on earth have I never thought about getting a manual drill before? All of our drills are electric. An electric drill is just fine if you've got the juice for it. But when you don't, not so good. 
Turns out there are a whole bunch of good manual drills. They got little uh, turn cranks on them. And you can replace bits in them just like you can replace bits on the electric drills. Same bits, in fact. Same mechanism to swap them out. I took a look at them because we're going to get one of them pretty quick here. Cool. Manual drills. Good to We're know. probably going to get a couple of these. One to leave out at the place and one to leave at home. Good to know. Yeah. Manual drills. That's number two. But third on the list, batting cleanup because, you know, the universal fixing substance. The universal That's fixing That's what it was stuff. called in one of the space soap Salty likes to listen to. Okay. I, I don't want to... Okay, if you are planning on listening to, I'm going to go ahead and tell the story. If you're planning on listening to The Lost Fleet in one of the later books of The Lost Fleet series, the second series, I forget, it's uh, Beyond the Frontier, I think it is. Uh, it's the second series. If you're going to listen to that, you just want to skip the next couple minutes, okay? Because this will contain a spoiler for... The series. For the one reader who had that plan, yes. Right. Now, well, briefly, our heroes are out there, and they have met, after meeting a bunch of different hostile aliens, they finally met a friendly, sort of, alien group that are, they call the spider wolves, because they look like a cross between a ravening wolf and a spider, if you can imagine. They're nice, and we like them, but they're the most horrific-looking things, like, ever. So, anyway, long story short, they cut a deal with our heroes to let them travel through their space if our heroes will provide them the universal fixing substance that, that our heroes have. And our universal, you know, our heroes are like, we have a universal fixing substance? So they're asking, what is this universe? What are they talking about? And the, uh, you know, nobody has any idea. So they're, they're, they're asking all the officers on the ship. And finally, somebody's, somebody's like, well, okay, who have you asked about the universal fixing? Well, I asked all the engineers. I've asked all the, you're talking to officers. Talk to the senior chiefs. Call them together and ask the senior chiefs, because they're the only people who really know what's going on in this Navy. And the commander like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So he calls them in there, and five minutes later, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we know what they're talking about. Universal fixing substance. Duct tape. They're like, what? Duct tape. Yeah, you can fix anything with it. You know, they saw us. We had somebody injured. You know, it was a second chest wound. We saw them slap a patch of duct tape over the chest wound. It'll do that? Yeah, it'll do that. You can fix anything with duct tape, at least for a while, as long as it's not, you know, and they're, So, universal fixing substance, otherwise known as duct tape. Now, everybody listening probably knows that duct tape is really useful stuff. The reason I put it on the list is, one, because, don't forget it, and two, because I discovered that after about a year of high temperature exposure, like, say, in the back of my car that doubles as a farm truck... Uh, it starts to degrade. So that's one of the things you want to rotate out every year. Yes. And also, it's, it, if, it's another thing that technically it will not deteriorate if it's oxidized, but if you put it in plastic and keep it wrapped up in a plastic bag, it will last longer. I don't know. 
They say it won't, but it's the truth. UV light is also a thing. But the temperature is what makes the glue from one layer stick to the next layer, and that's what usually bites most. If I don't remember to swap out my duct tape every year. So, you now know the secret of the universal fixing substance. And yep. Chief Giovannini would be happy, because he, he, you, you now know that. Oh, by the way, if you're into space show, soaps, uh, The Lost Fleet by John G. Henry, written under the pen name Jack Campbell, is an excellent series of yarns. That's my one aside digression for this podcast, but <laughs> if you really like, you know... He puts himself on a diet. Space soaps, because there's a zillion of them, and they're, they're, they're really good. So, go ahead. It's a fun read. Okay. And kind of almost prepping-oriented, sort of. Next up was a uh, tactical fad for a while. Uh, I don't know if it still is. Tactical. Paracord. We got to be tactical. Oh, paracord. Paracord everything. Paracord bracelets, paracord gun sights. Macromade, paracord made into Paracord parachutes. I heard they. that's the first one they came out with. No, the actual shoot itself made out of paracord. Oh, Sounds a little heavy, but oh well. Yeah, uh, so is. everybody knows it's very strong. I, I tried to I've, I've tried it on uh, various different uses. One thing I've discovered is it is l- more sensitive to being cut through by abrasion than I would have guessed. It's got a whole lot of linear strength, but it doesn't stand uh, side to side abrasion terribly well. So keep that in mind, and also keep in mind wherever you keep the paracord, you probably want to stick a lighter in there. So you can melt the end of that sucker so the inner core doesn't retract from the uh, outer shell, outer sleeve of the cord once you cut it. Because sure. that can be a problem otherwise. Just some user tips there. Can you hand me the ZLR as your... Thank you. She handed me that, the... That my, being a camera. My 35 millimeter. this one's an Olympus IS-20 ZLR Zoom Lens Reflex. Working on a project. Working on a photo project. To be fair, I'm a photographer, so I do these things. It's in fact why we're traveling today. Ooh, I rolled the window down. It's really cold. Go right ahead. The next one up is fencing wire. At least that's what we call it up here where we have lots also of Also known as baling wire. Even though it's not usually the stuff they put around bales, so Anymore. I haven't quite hasn't been for my lifetime. Well, that's... But that's okay. So fencing wire, because it's uh comes in big long spools, it's really pliable, it doesn't rust very readily, so you can use it for years. All of my uh, compost bins I've been using for three, four years now are cheapo pallets that are wired together with baling wire. And I keep uh, a pair of gloves, a pair of wire clippers, and a roll of bailing wire in the back of my car slash farm truck. Sorry, you actually heard my camera shutter as I was firing away. Go right ahead. Okay. Multi-tools. And the kind of multi-tools I'm talking about, you got the the little pocket knife kinds of ones, like the Leatherman. And those are really nice for go bags and stuff, because those little tools are a lot better than nothing if you need them. But they're not anywhere close to as good as the real thing if you have space for a real toolkit. What I really wanted to bring up here is whole sets of things like hex keys and whole sets of uh, various size bits for, like, screwdrivers and funky uh, slot screwdrivers. There's a lot of specialty 
kinds of screws out there, and a lot of times a whole bunch of different uh, adjustment tools come from come on one basic ring or handle. So, sets of those. Right now, one thing about these, if they're if they're blued ish metal or just painted metal, they tend to rust. So you want to keep them dry, oil them if you have to, but they need to be kept dry because they'll rust to pieces really quickly, especially if, you know, you're leaving it out there in where it's pretty humid. So Yeah, but if you pack them up in pretty bird hawk, yeah. if you pack them up into a Ziploc while you're in a reasonably dry environment, it's much better. Can I have a second dig- digression? This will be your third, but who's counting? Go right ahead. I just saw the same kind of car we're driving. Isn't it funny how when you buy a car, all of a sudden every other car is the kind that you own? Yeah, it's just... Anyway, go right ahead. Prepper psych moment. You're sensitized to it. Yes, you are. Even if it's a rare car, it seems like every other car is just... Oh, it looks just like our car except for it's black. Okay. Cutting tools. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the big old knives. I mean, they have their uses, obviously, but... What I find most useful, wire cutters, pruning shears and loppers, because uh, sometimes you need to clear wood or get twigs for a fire or stuff like that. I end up using those a whole lot. And small hacksaw are the most useful. And of course, Cutting a, tools for repairing stuff. And, of course, a way to keep them appropriately sharp. Now, I have a problem with some people have to have every single tool they own sharp enough to, to shave with. But for some things, you don't want them that sharp. They actually work better if they're not quite as sharp. So, you know, just a, just an aside there. Uh, sometimes extra sharp means not as good. Yeah, because you don't have as much control over where you're cutting in some cases. No, that's fact, true. Of she, tools. She's gotten some of those exacto blades, and the first thing she does is start to is dull them a little bit because they don't do as good a job at the job she's trying to do, which is to take off excess plastic off of parts. And if they're super sharp, they tend to score the yeah, plastic, whereas if you deaden them a little bit, they're not near, or they take the edge off a little bit. They don't, you know, cut into the plastic. They just scrape off the part you don't want. So yep. appropriate sharpness is good. Consider bolt cutters. Because if somebody's got something chained up, including you, if you've lost the keys. Then bolt cutters are going to be the only thing that's going to get you out of that situation a lot of times. We've got a good set. We've got, yeah, we, actually, our bolt cutters are not cheap. They're really big, and they're American-made, and they're a good set. Yeah. That but they'll go through anything, anything a bolt cutter can get through. Anything short of what it takes a Jaws of Life to get through. Yeah, the cheap was more like... The hacksaw and a set of pruning shears, not the bolt cutters. Bolt cutters are not yeah. free. And in those sorts of things, whenever you can, avoid plastic. Like the hacksaw, there's a cheap set of plastic hacksaw, plastic handled hacksaws. Don't get those. because Or pretty soon you'll be having a duct tape handle on your hacksaw. <laughs> yeah, because when it gets cold, if it gets cold, the plastic gets really brittle. So, found that out. And uh, wood scraps. I got a place down in the basement where the, it's an old house, and there's a set of uh, braces there that are apparently made so you can slide pieces of wood up there to keep them in the nice temperature-controlled environment of the basement. 
So just keep whatever wood scraps you got from other projects. If, say, a window is broken out and it's not, you're not in a situation where somebody's going to come and fix the window for you very quick, you want something to cover it up with, you're going to need a sheet of wood that's able to do that. And I find little pieces of two-by-fours are quite useful for a whole variety of different projects, setting up irrigation systems and this and that. They just come in handy, so have a spot to keep them. And last but not least, perhaps the cheapest thing on the list, in the way more useful than you would guess department, I have dental floss. Dental floss. Dental floss. Which, first of all, you can use for keeping your teeth clean. Did you know that? I've heard that about it. I think that might be why they named it. But I, myself, have a ton of other uses for dental floss. I've seen a whole bunch of different quality uses because dental floss is very, very thin, but it's not monofilament a fishing line, which is a totally different, very difficult to to put a good knot in. You can put a good knot in dental floss, but it's really tough stuff. And it doesn't oxidize like fishing line does? It doesn't tend to so it doesn't rot. rot. And it can handle cold. It's really tough stuff. And it's very pliable. If uh, you get an embroidery needle, which you can find in the craft department, embroidery needles have eyes that are big enough to uh, run dental floss through them, it's the perfect thread for durable outdoor wear, tents, boots. Stuff that normal thread wouldn't work on, dental floss is my go-to repair substance. We got a pair of boots more than five years ago now. Grommets fell off in the first week I had them. And they were good. They were a good brand of boots. Well, they were redhead boots. They were, we got them at, uh, I'll tell you, Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, they had them on really deep sale, and but, after the grommets started falling off in the first week, I figured out why they had them on yeah. really good sale. They had a manufacturing defect on the, the sewing of them. But I got out the dental floss and cussed while I sewed them up because I shouldn't have to sew up weak old boots. Right, but, but we don't live within 100 miles of Bass Pro Shop, so it wasn't worth taking them back. Besides, you kind of needed the boots. Yep. So And they have been working perfectly well for more than five years since being out in the worst weather we have in this part of the country. Now, have you had to replace the dental floss? No. I've had to put it in some more places where the original thread that they had on the boots let go. But any of the dental floss I put in is still going. I looked at it to take a picture of it for this podcast. Still looks perfect. (laughs) Not even a little frayed. So it holds up better than the paracord does. That's why you had those boots out. Yeah, that's why I had the boots out. Well, now I know. So, have the uh, ability and the materials on hand to fix stuff. And it's not. it doesn't obliterate the rule of two is one, which is the old prepper rule, which recognizes that if something's critical, you would better have a backup for it. But either if it's not critical, or you'd rather have more than one, or you just can't afford more than one, you can get a heck of a lot more mileage out of stuff if you learn to repair it. And it's just something that a lot of Americans have gotten out of the habit of. Yeah, and even, even you know, we realize that duct tape isn't a real repair. But duct tape can, I mean, it can serve as a cheap and inexpensive uh fixed to problems that aren't critical 
we have, for example, a piece of uh, a, t- a boot that's used in athletics that tends to get really scuffed up to the point you can really you can scuff your way through the leather, and you can buy you know protectors to go onto the boot to keep the the concrete from from you know tearing up the tearing up the leather, but even those will get. Uh, worn through. Worn through. But a lot of the people who use, they just put duct tape on the front of them. Yeah. You know, put duct tape, and when it gets all scuffed up, you pull it off, you put a new thing of duct tape. Boom. Also, a lot of times when I fix stuff with either wire or when I have to stick fix stuff with uh, bolts, and there are little spiky bits that are going to jab and uh, draw blood and possibly cause infection, things like that. Right. You want to minimize your failure points, so after you get the repair done... You want to tuck down all your ends so you don't uh, bleed the next time you have to handle the thing. Duct tape's good for that. Another thing duct tape's great for is like when you have it, it, non-mission critical stuff, but you want you need it to work. Where you have uh, Velcro that's gotten bad, duct tape. Just wrap duct tape. Put the Velcro on it. Just wrap a uh, wrap a string of duct tape around it. You know, it's easy to take back off. You know, it's not much harder. You just rip the duct tape off, throw it away, and and there you go. And that extends the life of equipment that is otherwise workable, but the Velcro is kind of given out because Velcro doesn't last forever. And that's and some of the stuff not is, something is, that would be replaceable. It's, yes, it's it's replaceable, but it's like, you know, at the $30 set of pads. Yeah, you can replace it every year, or you can just use duct tape and get five years out of it. You know. Comes in a wide variety of fashion colors. It does. If you, if you've never really noticed all the colors and the duct tape comes in, <laughs> it's amazing how many colors duct tape comes in. I uh, personally favor the hunter orange because I can use it. Like uh, sometimes when I go out to thin trees or something, I'll take some of that and I'll blaze the ones I want to keep. So I just do all the thinking at once and blaze the ones I want, and then I've got in mind what I want to do. It's easy to find, easy to see. Because we definitely don't want to have to think more than one time a week. <laughs> I'm kidding. You give me that look. Uh, me that it, look. Actually, he he wasn't looking my way because he's busy driving, so I appreciate that you didn't actually look my way. But that look was the kind of the busted look, not the, how dare you say that. Okay. Okay. And that's right. what I have. Yeah, I'm. If you you hear the camera, we're actually on a on a picture taking trip. But then again, I am a photographer, so this isn't too this isn't too much of a reach here. And there's a nice old abandoned root yeah, cellar right to my side. I'm gonna I'm spinning the car around. So he'll take pictures, and I'll say, "Have a good day and keep it together." Absolutely, have a good one. <laughs>